Welcome home to the sanctuary, a place of rest for the broken and weary, where you can let go, cause you're fully known by forever, Daddy. Oh, how we love you so. I know it's time to feel Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. It's a call. That it's a time right now for passion. There's a call for, for, for just a hunger, man, for running after God. Amen? Did you sense it this morning? Wow. Sometimes we just got to run. Here's my quote this morning. Let a man set his heart only on doing the will of God and he is instantly free. No one can hinder him. Let a man set his heart on doing just the will of God and he's instantly free. No one can hinder him. Amen? Last week we ended with the thought that we, we have to get to the place where we can honestly say, God, if you don't want it for me, I don't want it. Amen? And man, that could be so liberating. That could free you from all the comparisons and the envy and the jealousy. It, it frees you from the, well, how come he gets to? And well, how come she gets to? How come they get to drive that? How come they get to have the good job? How come they get to have all the money? How come, how come she gets to have the flat stomach? How come he gets to have the big chest? Right? It just frees you from all the compassion. When you say, listen, God, if you don't want it for me, I don't want it. Amen? John 10.10 10 says, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. The Amplified says, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. How many of you want that kind of life? Come on, man. That's, that's the kind of life. This, this worship this morning to just see the transference of anointing onto another generation. Knowing that there's a generation already left the building. There's some place I was worshiping with Pastor Gary. I mean, it's just amazing that we can just have that, that, that transfer this morning. But God wants us to have that full life. So listen, getting, getting to, to that point where you're set on God's will and don't want anything else that, that God doesn't want from you is freeing and that's a really big part. But listen, this week I want to take it a bit further. Because there's a flip side to that phrase. See, we, we have to get to the part where we say, God, if you don't want it for me, I don't want it. But that which you want for me, that I want. Come on, somebody got to get excited this morning. Because see, we, 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 we lean too much on the thou shalt not. People are always focusing on the thou shalt not. Everybody sees church and Christianity as a thou shalt not thing. 
All right, I'm going to go to church. But first, I got to stop doing this. I got to stop doing that. I got to stop doing that. I got to make sure I stop doing And everything is thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Once I get my life into that kind of order, then maybe I can be part of the church. Come on. We have to focus on the thou shalt. Amen? Because listen, there, from the beginning, there were more shalt than shall not. From the very beginning, when God spoke to the first man and woman, there were more shalls than shall not. He said, you shall be fruitful. You shall multiply. You shall walk in favor. You shall be blessed. You shall have your needs supplied. You shall walk in victory. You shall not be afraid. Anybody getting excited this morning? You shall be more than conquerors. You shall ask and have it given to you. You shall knock and the door shall shall be open to you. You shall be found by me, says your God. You shall be heard by me, says your God. You shall not be forgotten. You shall be forgiven. Your sins shall be removed and erased and forgotten. You shall be rewarded. I ain't finished yet. You shall have rest. You shall be overcomers. You shall be strengthened. You shall be protected. You shall have joy. You shall have favor. You, you shall be blessed. You shall always walk in the light because the light is now in you. You shall always have the counselor because the Holy Spirit is in you. You shall have wisdom. You shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be redeemed, restored, renewed, re-encouraged, re-sent out. You shall be sons of God. Wait, there's two more. I just needed a breath. You shall be heirs of an everlasting kingdom. You shall have everlasting life. But church, all we want to do is have enough money to buy stuff, drink stuff, smoke stuff, curse about stuff, and have sex with strangers. You see how silly that sounds? Doesn't it sound ridiculous? We just want to smoke, curse, drink, and have sex with people we don't even like. Say it with me. If God don't want it for me, I don't want it. That which God wants for me, that I want! Amen. Amen. And the word says that He has plans for you and for me. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us, Jeremiah 29, 11. The message puts it this way, I have planned it out. See, God has already planned it out for us. Planned when we were coming. Planned when we were going. Plans to take care of us. Plans not to abandon us. Plans to give us the future that we hope for. That's why it's so important, church, to know the Word. That's why it's so important that we read the Word, to hear the Word. The, the, the Word says that faith comes from hearing the Word of God. That's why we started this year, we've been going through the book of Genesis. We started in, in, in January on Genesis 1, and we have been hammering through the whole book of Genesis the whole year. We're already up to chapter 16. 
But who cares? You guys going anywhere? We ain't going nowhere. Let's enjoy it. Amen. We don't got to race through it. So, so we've been enjoying it. Amen. And, and what's really been amazing to me is that we can go through the first book of the Bible, the oldest, right? We can go through this old book. And we don't have to force it to be relevant. We don't have to force it to, to make sense to us. It, it, it automatically is relevant to our lives today. Amen? Right? Has, has there been any message this year that we've preached that, that like doesn't apply? It's just so, oh, that was for those people back there that wore robes and no underwear. Right? It all fits no matter where it comes from. Because listen, the Word of God is alive. I've really like seen that throughout this study. It's alive and it's active. Amen? And so, alright, let's watch. Let's watch how it still relates to today. We left off finishing chapter 16. And and if you remember, uh, Gary preached that message. It was about how God had promised Abram that he would be the father of many nations, right? That he would be the father of many. And even though Abram and his wife Sarai, they were getting pretty old. They were too old to have kids. But God continued to remind Abram of the promise that his generation would inherit the land and live in great promise. And God kept appearing to Abraham and telling him, listen, your sons are going to rule. Your sons are going to have everything. And and Abram's like, man, papi, I'm getting old. My wife, she can't have no kids. What's going on? Right? And, and I mean, it's like we're getting old, but, but God keeps giving them this promise. And so um, Sarah and Abram, if you remember, Sarai and Abram, they, they try to help God out with the promise by having Abram sleep with his maid. Wow. <laughs> right? And so Abram slept with his maid. His maid had a baby. And so they try to help God out. Right? And so the, the, the baby's name was Ishmael. And, and though God would take care of, of the maid, Hagar and Ishmael, he was not the promise, he was the substitute. So many times, church, we settle for the substitute and not waiting on God's promise. Anybody been there? See, I found in my life, God does not have a problem fulfilling promises. But we have a problem waiting for them. Amen? I saw some heads nodding. You ever feel like those promise, those pro- promises are late? You ever feel like, you know, God is behind on the production line? Have you ever felt like maybe, maybe God is super busy, He's super preoccupied, and maybe He just kind of forgot about that little old promise that means everything to me? You ever feel like maybe, you know, maybe God didn't expect for so many people to have so many babies. You know, he didn't know when he made Puerto Ricans that we were just going to spread, you know. And, and so maybe he's just behind. His promises are in back order. Maybe like a politician, God made too many promises to too many people and now he can't keep up with them. Sometimes it feels like he's more than a few years behind on his promises. Is that right? Come on, we could be honest. If God hasn't struck me down yet, you, you could go. I don't mean that. Well, imagine Abram here. Chapter 17 starts like this. When Abram was 99 years old. Somebody say, that's too long. <laughs> All my single people say, that's too long. Stop it. 
Let's understand the facts here. Abram is now 99 years old. That means Sarai is pushing 90. It has been 25 years since God first sent Abram out with the promise. And the last time God spoke to Abram, it was 13 years ago, and that was before he had Ishmael. So when he slept with the maid and had Ishmael and provided the substitute for the promise, God didn't speak to him again for 13 years. Whoa. Is this the making of a pretty bad Bible story? I don't know about you, but I, I'm not really encouraged by, in the story so far, right? See, and this question kind of came up in my heart. Did it take God 25 years to fulfill His promise? Or did it take Abram 25 years to be ready for His promise? Hit somebody say, hmm. See, there are some things that God wants for us, that God has for us, that we have to be ready to receive. Say ready. We got to be ready to receive. See, when Abram slept with the maid and had Ishmael, he didn't hear from God for 13 years. I don't think God was angry for 13 years, but I do believe the substitute delays the promise. See, God's not going to bring the queen that he prepared for you while you're still sleeping with Boniqua and Shaniqua. And if your name's Boniqua, don't get offended. I'm just, I had to pick a name. I love you. God loves you. But you still shouldn't be sleeping with you. See, if, if you have to be ready for what God has for you. If you're praying for a queen, you better be living like a king. You better be walking like a king. You better be talking like a king. Your pants better not be down here. You better not be acting all, all. Man, you better be waiting for that queen. Amen? Because he ain't going to send it until you're ready. Amen? Calm down, ladies, because you can't be praying for Mr. Right from God while you're living with Mr. Pays My Bills. What? What? Oh no, he didn't. You have to be ready for what God has for you. You have to be willing to stand by yourself and say, God, if you don't want it for me, I don't want it. And God, that which you want for me, that I want. So listen, listen. Ha <laughs> ha. God shows up and the first thing he tells Abram, he says, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. That I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. I love this. God shows up and he says, I am El Shaddai. That means I am the God who is sufficient. Shaddai means to shed, to pour out. I'm the God who pours out. The Greek translation of that word means the Almighty, the one who has his hand on everything. So he appears to Abram and he says, I am El Shaddai. Walk before me and be blameless. Listen, that word literally means be whole, be complete. 
God is telling Abram, I want you to walk before me whole and complete. Be completely. He's telling Abram, be about my business. And, and God is showing Abram and he's telling you and me today, I have not forgotten you. This whole thing this morning during worship, man, we couldn't have practiced that a hundred years. God is telling you, I have not forgotten you. I have not forgotten my promise to you. Listen, God doesn't make promises that he doesn't intend on keeping. He's not a man that he should lie. So verse 3, it says, Abram fell on his face and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. So listen, to encourage Abram, God changes his name. Abram means father of many. And that's hard enough for a man to carry when he only has one kid and it's with Boniqua. He got a baby mama. But he changed his name from father of many to father of many nations at 99 years old. See, God's plans for us are always bigger than what we see. Somebody say amen. See, you ever notice God calls us by what He intends us to be? Nobody gets that? See, God calls us saints. Anybody feel like a saint? Anybody in your family have a statue of you on their bureau that they put water and pennies and fruit in front of? That's a brujeria. Get rid of all that stuff. That's not godly. God calls us saints. God calls us righteous. God calls us holy. You might be used to somebody calling you stupid, but God calls you chosen. You might say, you're the dummy that's always messing things up, but God says you're the redeemed. See, God didn't call you to be the situation. God called you to be the solution. What? You might be hanging with a bunch, acting like a bunch of royal knuckleheads, but God said you are a royal priesthood. See, he, he changes Sarah's name also. See, when God calls a husband, he calls the wife. She's a partaker in the promise as well. He, he changes her name to Sarah. And understand, while Sarai is a more local thing, meaning my lady, my princess, Sarah makes it global, meaning just princess. Meaning she's going to be, if he's the father of many nations, she will be the princess of nations. Amen? And so when he changes her name, worship team, you can come, I'm almost done. When he changes her name, he says, I will bless her. And moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her and she shall become nations, shall come from her. Kings of people shall come from her. Verse 17, then Abram fell on his face and laughed. Somebody say, oh. And, and he said to himself, Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abram said to God, Oh, that Ishmael, remember the substitute? That Ishmael might live before you. 
So God is speaking to Abram, and Abram laughs. Now, a lot of the commentators disagree with me, and they, 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 I, to me, I think they're just trying to clean Abram up. They said that he laughed out of the joy. The way I read it, he says he laughed. And he said, can a child come from a man that's nine, a viejo, who doesn't do that anymore? <laughs> Let's not go there. See, but God is building Abram's faith. Abram says, let Ishmael live before you. See, Abram is still willing to settle for the substitute. God is saying, I'm going to give you a son. Your sons is going to... And he's talking about the promise and the promise. And Abram says, oh, that Ishmael might... In other words, the, we have the substitute. Can't the substitute live before you? God says, yeah, I'm going to bless him, but no. Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. God says, I don't accept the substitute. I'll bless him because you asked me to. But I have a promise, and I'm going to fulfill my promise, and it's going to come through you even though you don't believe it. Even though in the natural it's impossible. Even though in the natural it doesn't make sense. God says, my promises are yes and amen. And see, what it boils down to is a matter of the flesh. And that's what God was coming to deal with. Do you trust the flesh? Do you trust what's natural? Do you trust what you can see? Do you trust what makes sense? Or do you let God lead you? Do you let God dictate what's going to happen? Or do you trust what God has promised, what God has says, and what God has called you to do? Listen, I'm going to get into the covenant next week and we're going to take communion together as a body next week to celebrate the new covenant that we have in Christ. But let me close with this. I read a story of an old Scottish lady. And, and she would go from home to home selling her trinkets or whatever. And, and people knew, you know, have, have seen her and know her in the town. And they, they notice that every time she comes to a crossroad, she throws a stick in the air. And wherever the stick lands, that's where she goes. And so one time somebody noticed her throwing the stick up in the air repeatedly. And somebody asked her, why do you toss the stick more than once? Because, replied the woman, it keeps pointing left and I want to take the road on the right. So she kept tossing the stick until it told her where it is that she wanted to go. Church, you could keep tossing your stick in the air. You could get your palms red. You could let your horoscope lead you. It's all the same nonsense to me. But I want you to make a decision today that if God doesn't want it for me, I don't want it. And that which God has for me, that which God has spoken over me, that which God has chosen and prepared for me, that I want. And more than that I want, that I'll go after. That I'll get myself ready for. That I'm going to prepare myself for. That I'm going to put myself in position for. Please, please hear this. You, 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 you can't, 
It's not a dollar and a dream and a hope and a prayer. It, it, it can't be, well, if, if God gives it to me or if Lotto gives it to me. It, it, God, God, I'm trusting fully in you. If you want me to hit Lotto, it's got to be without even me playing. Somebody going to have to give me the ticket and it's going to be the winning ticket. And God can do that. Amen. What I'm saying is we have to make a choice to say, God, whatever it is that you want from me, that's what I want. And that's what I'm going to put myself in position to receive. God, if you say that you're going to supply all my needs, then I'm going to trust that you're going to supply all my needs. God, if, if you said that I'm going to have joy, then I'm going to start walking in joy. I'm going to start killing my attitude. I'm going to start killing the, the, my nastiness. I'm going to start walking in the joy that you have for me because in me you're, you're there. And so the light is in me and the Holy Spirit is in me if I'm a believer. And so that means that the, the counselor is in me. So if I got issues, I'll go to the counselor. Amen? If, if I feel like I'm in the darkness, then, then I'll let the light shine in me. And so, uh, church, church, I, I need you to really get this. Where Whatever it is that you want from me, that's what I'm going to prepare myself. Listen, if you want a healthy family for me, God, then I need to take the steps that have to be taken to, to, to make my family a healthy family. I can't do that if I'm working six jobs and praying that God will give me a healthy family. My kid don't even know my name. Right? I have to put myself in the place where God has. So listen, I'm going to ask you, I know we've already had altar calls today. We've already had challenges. But listen, I, I, if, if you want this, let me know, let God know that it means something to you. If you're saying, God, I want this. I, I want what you want for me. All those things that we read in the beginning, I want to be an overcomer. I want to have wisdom. I want to have joy. I want to have fellowship with the saints. I want to walk blameless before you. I want your promises fulfilled in my life. Then, 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 then church, act like it. Act like it. Act like you know and let's stand today. Act like you know and let's, let's come to worship in the last closing moments of this service. Act like you know. Act like you want it. Act like God. What you want from me, God, I want to get a hold of that thing. And I don't want it ever said of me. When he was 99 years old, God came and spoke to remind him of the promise. I want the promise when it was on time. Amen. I want, listen, there are some promises that, that, that God is, has to, we have to be ready for and they're going to take some time and it's a process. And God is, understand that it's a process that God is working us and building us and, and preparing us to receive what He has for us. But there's so many promises in God that we push off, that we delay because we hold on to the substitute. If you're letting go of the substitutes today, would you just come and worship with us? Come on, let's go.
thank you for this wonderful day that you've given us dear father we thank you for allowing us to be in your presence dear god to worship you and magnify your holy name dear god to bring our talents before you dear lord to bring a sweet offering of praise before you dear god we thank you for the healing during worship dear lord we thank you for the special word that you brought for us this morning dear god Lord, we thank you for each family represented here, dear Lord. Many times we come before you with just cares and concerns and issues, but right now we come before you with thanksgiving, with praise, dear Lord, acknowledging your greatness, Father God, acknowledging that you are supreme in our lives, dear God. Lord, we thank you even for the youth that are in here today. They're ministering somewhere else, dear God. We ask that words of life come out their mouth as they worship and as Pastor Gary is with them, dear Lord, that you would just give them a special anointing, dear God. Lord, today is such a wonderful day, dear Lord. A lot of things happen here today that perhaps some of us just can't understand. But I praise God for each person that during worship came and raised their hands to say, Lord God, come into my heart. Make me brand new. And if you haven't yet, guess what? There's still an opportunity for you. All you have to do is step out of where you're seated and come forth and say, pray for me. Because the Lord has a lot of words in your ear. He'll say, say this to me. Say, Lord Christ, I want to give you my all. I want to stand bold for you wherever I go with you in my life. I want to stand tall. Situations will come your way that will try to turn you down. But with Christ in your life, you can turn your whole life around. Without him, all you're dealing with is sin. But you got to replace it with a smile and get rid of that grin. <laughs> Understand this. Christ is truth. He'll never lie. He's the only one that's still alive, even though the world said that he died. It took him three days, and a lot of people started to walk away. But guess what? My Lord Jesus Christ is alive, and he's right here today. So all you got to do is make one simple decision. Say, Lord, my life for you is the way that I want to be living. If you got thanks in your heart, then it's thanks that you should be given <laughs> to him. Christ Almighty because he reigns it's simple and plain it's not really difficult for us to explain Jesus died he rose again on the third day and guess what he came <laughs> for people like you that have issues that have concerns but you got to hold on to him because from what I heard they said the fire in hell really burns if y'all want to be safe from that you want to live a life that's pure say Lord Jesus Christ 
I want to live a life like yours, holy and true, faithful and never lie, be the man that I should be. But there's only one way to do it, it's praying to Jesus Christ, the G, the O, the D. This Wednesday's prayer, I pray that all of y'all could attend. Because I'll tell you one thing, you pray to Jesus Christ and let it be so, amen. There's things in your life that you just have to surrender. But if you don't pray at once, how do you expect God to remember? There's things that we hold back. We say, Lord, I don't want you to deal with this. I got it. But that's not the way it works. My Lord Jesus Christ wants to touch your heart, touch your life. You got to understand because the same thing he did for you is what he did for Bert. <laughs> yeah, we could nod our head in the solemnly quietness. But understand that my Lord Jesus Christ really likes this. Sometimes we need to tone it down. Sometimes we need to just settle. But understand that when Jesus Christ calls you, it's time to push that pedal. The youth were playing their instruments. What an, offer, an offering of praise so sweet. Joining us as we praise God, Jesus Christ, and the day that we meet face to face. And he starts to read that book and say, I see what you did. You're going to praise God because I remember you were playing guitar as a young kid. A lot of us have family members that perhaps don't know who I'm talking about. Well, guess what? Right now it's time for you to get on your knees, maybe even scream and shout. Say, Lord Christ, I want my family circle to be close to you too. And he did it for the Gentiles, he did it for the Jews, and he'll do it for you too. Lord Christ, we come before you once again praising you, acknowledging your greatness, dear Lord. Acknowledging you as sovereign Lord over all of our lives, dear Father God. We thank you, Father, for every single person that's here today, dear Lord. And those that perhaps need to make a decision to follow you right now, dear Father, we just ask that they raise their hands and we can acknowledge them in prayer, dear Lord, before you, understanding that you, Christ Jesus, can make a difference in their life, dear Lord. Yes, the service may come to an end, dear God, but you are always there. It doesn't matter if they come all the way to the front here for us to pray right where they're at, dear Lord. We just know that you will reach them, reach their hearts, dear Lord God. Reach their minds, dear God. Read their thoughts, dear Lord. Lord, we put our trust in you 100%, Father God. We put our faith in you 100%, Father God. Allow us to live a life pure and holy before you, dear Lord. Lord, we just ask for a special blessed week as we end today's service but we don't leave your presence dear god we just leave this location dear god bless all the students that are back in school dear lord let them be a light in that classroom dear god not only to the students but even to the teachers father god to the faculty members in that school dear lord allow them to see your light shine through them dear god we just ask special covering over them as they travel back and forth dear lord and even those parents that are just trusting their children in the hands of our education system, dear Lord. Give them that comfort and peace to know that you are covering them, dear Lord. Lord, we thank you once again, and we just end in worship and praise in your presence, and God's people say, amen, amen.
A place of rest for the broken and weary Where you can let go Cause you're fully known Bye forever daddy Oh how we love you so Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless. Jesus.